All right, so let's start this second episode of the Two Five Physios podcast. And kind of before we begin, we'll open up with uh, we just had Thanksgiving. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's that time of year. Um, did you do anything special for it, Jay? Or uh, the anything, first uh, for the first COVID Thanksgiving ever? First COVID Thanksgiving. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Dude, you know what I did? Honestly, day like in the morning, I finally worked on my truck because um, I was slacking. I was. Yeah. I was riding without like a, a suspension piece that I needed. <laughs> where do you even work on your truck where you live? Dude, I so actually I went on the street and uh um, okay. and there's this construction going on. And so like I just kind of used that area to with my jack and everything, you know. Yeah, so I changed the oil, did a tune-up, added a little suspension, um, cleaned the apartment, did my dishes. Wow. So it was a very productive Thanksgiving. That was. And um, and then I actually uh, went down to Anaheim because my parents went down to visit their like side of the family. Oh, perfect. And um, but I stayed. I just visited my mom and stepdad in the hotel because I didn't wasn't trying to be around a bunch of people. And they were doing a bigger bigger gathering kind of thing. Yeah, they were, and like I don't know. I was just worried because I see a lot of people every mm-hmm. day. I pass anything on, so even when I saw my parents, I kept my mask on and stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, we hopefully got a vaccine coming out in a few months here and might as well just stick it out for a few more months. Yeah, I think we can make it same same kind of thing. My family is huge on Thanksgiving, too. But even this year we had it was just like five, six of us. So right. older half sister Carrie and nephew Dane came over. So it was just a real tight crew, but had to take my brother to the airport Thursday morning, which is surprisingly um, less busy than I thought. But he was flying out to Idaho to see his wife's family out there so oh on thanksgiving day got to do on thanksgiving day sure. yeah so he he works in a hospital but he got tested the morning of or like the day before i guess so mm-hmm. um he had the clear all clear i guess but yeah weird weird first covid thanksgiving i think christmas is obviously going to be the same we're probably not going to have family come down usually we have family come down from san luis obispo a little bit up north in california but probably yeah. not this year so i know i'm not i don't think i'm going anywhere for christmas just, yeah just staying local we'll, we'll figure out something to do there, there might be something yeah new year's or you should probably just come over and we'll hot tub it. yeah yeah jacuzzi another jacuzzi sash for sure <laughs> all right let's hit the second episode jordan any final things no man let's let's do this let's get all into right. the to the meat of what this podcast is gonna be about all right budgeting coming your way Welcome to Two Five Physios, the podcast where Tyler Smith and Jordan Spradlin, two doctors of physical therapy, discuss their journey towards financial independence, self-development, PT research articles, and host in-depth interviews with physios in the field. And we're back. All right. Second episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be taking more of the lead here. Um, This is going to be all about budgeting, the purpose of it, um, how to find an appropriate budgeting software for yourself based kind of on your personality, um, your background, and uh, how much you like to deal with numbers and whatnot. Kind of had a, I think I've put a list of about five or six that I'm going to talk about in the uh, episode today. Yeah. for all different types of people and backgrounds and all that so me and jordan obviously are partial to uh, one of these so we'll talk about that in a minute but i think it's good to have a different option out there for people that want to see their money in, in a different way or just 
maybe more or less hands-on with their their budgets. So we definitely have a preference, but it doesn't mean that uh, it's the same for, for everybody. So that's kind of the biggest thing when we talk personal finances, uh, just how personal it is, right? If I had to get your definition of a budget, Jordan, what would you think it is? Oh, man. When I think of that, it sounds so restrictive. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> I know for a lot of people, they're like, they're like, oh, man, I don't do budgets or it never worked for me just because yeah, I'm able to find like meaning to them. And, and you know, like it doesn't that I, I totally understand that. And even with me, I don't have like a strict budget, even though we use mm-hmm. you need a budget. It's very fluid. But I think I, I guess just for a definition would be just kind of a guideline um, as far as where I want my money every month. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I wrote down. I wrote. Budget is a financial playbook, uh, how you know what real world purchases you should and shouldn't make and what brings actual value to your life. And then I kind of related budget is mindfulness with money, similarly to a diet is mindfulness with food. Um, so those are often compared, I think, maybe to their own detriment. Like you said, budgeting often gets a bad rap, um, similar to dieting, I think, just because it involves tracking and, and you know, there's a lot of work that can te- you know go into to budgeting often. So um, you can kind of have that restriction mindset and then not see the real benefit until much later, kind of when those budgetary habits become ingrained and, and you see the kind of the, the impact of it over time. But initially starting out, I think definitely it's a, it could be a rough go. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Like I don't diet yesterday. I just ate a whole pizza. Nice. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the winter time. So we're, we're in like bulk mode right now. Right. So we're, we're bulking up the savings and yeah straight here that's exactly what we're doing right now so yeah not too worried about that but um yeah i think i didn't i didn't even really think about budgeting until i guess i'd used mint back in maybe late undergrad so i don't know early 20s is when i first thought about it but yeah it was more just like i've I've always liked tracking things and numbers and been like a data like data driven guy i guess Mm -hmm. with workouts and and just everything i do so um, I kind of use it as like, uh, oh, this is what I'm spending, but I never like proactively got into it until much later. So, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I remember what well, a couple we'll talk about, but I remember I think I first got introduced to Mint. I probably saw some ad and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Let me check it out. Mm-hmm. And and um, and then I also got introduced to Personal Capital, and mm-hmm. and I tried both of those for maybe like two weeks, you know, in mid twenties, and then never stuck with it for those two ones. Yeah, I, I hadn't even heard about personal capital until more until I got into the financial independence stuff because a lot of them track their net worth with personal capital. Mm-hmm. Capital, mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, props on you for even discovering it <laughs> that long ago. <laughs> but shame on you for not using it. So, <laughs> uh, And then the kind of the, one of the quotes I really like around the idea of budgeting that, that first popped up to me was, um, you know who Jocko Willink, Willink is, Jordan? No, but he sounds He's like a, a total bro. Jack, Jacko Will, Willink <laughs> is a uh, ex-Marine and uh, like almost like a David Goggins kind of guy, like super disciplined, like wakes up, <laughs> just like has a whole Instagram of like, I don't know, uh, motivational type of stuff. Jumps um, four in the morning or something. Yeah, exactly. He wakes up. I think he sets his alarm four in the morning every morning and like he, he makes an Instagram post every morning of that just to be like, yo, I'm up. I've been up for five hours. What have you done with your life? Um, but the, the biggest quote that I think Jocko is known for is, uh, discipline equals freedom. And I really like that because 
I feel like in a way it's it sounds like a Orwellian like counterintuitive thing like you know war is peace or like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff but um when you really sit down and think about like, building a certain amount of habits or discipline into your life then gives you the freedom to then do whatever else you need to do so uh, I just really like that quote from Jocko uh, he's a pretty cool dude so that's kind of my philosophy around budgeting is overall you have less stress I believe if you gain clarity in your day-to-day finances so um, that's kind of why I'm a big proponent of trying to track in those things. Absolutely. I definitely like true believer on that one starting this year once I really mm-hmm. stuck to it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then jumping right into the types of budgets. Four biggest ones I found um, online is the cash envelope method, the 50-30-20 rule, zero-based budgeting, and reverse budgeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of any of those, Jordan, before? The cash envelope, that's like pretty common. I think one of the most popular ones that I've seen in a bunch of books that I've read. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't, haven't really heard of the reverse or zero-based, though. Yeah, uh, you're probably familiar with zero-based. Uh, it's kind of what YNAB is basically getting you to do. Um, but yeah, starting, I guess, at the top, you kind of mentioned the, the cash envelope method. So this is when you physically cash your checks, pull a set amount of money out of your ATM each month and put it in a physical envelope. There's some softwares that can do that, I guess, for you. But I mean, the hardcore method is to physically take your money out, put it in envelopes and categorize each of those envelopes, rent, groceries, utilities, uh, gifts, et cetera. Yeah. You Um, actually write that down on the envelope, put it in your sock drawer or something. Right. Keep it there. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. So it's uh, pretty rigid in that sense. And you're really supposed to spend whatever's in that allotted envelope and then not cross uh, money over from each one because then kind of defeats the purpose over time you'll probably get better at knowing how much money if it is a variable expense of how much you should allot to each category but yeah the kind of goal is to learn a little bit of self-control and not overspending or pulling money from other categories for extra personal shopping and clothes and all that so um, i think this one's big in the dave ramsey um, kind of total money makeover uh, financial space he's a big kind of proponent of this system through his books and his own kind of following and then there is a budgeting software that is kind of using that envelope system it's called there's two i guess his personal one is called every dollar and then there's an also one called good budget uh, which i'll talk about a little bit later so if that's kind of your method if you're want to be really strict initially to to figure out where your money's going Definitely recommend the cash envelope method. Yeah, I think that's good for people who are like probably feel better about like having something physical in their hands because I know mm-hmm. it can be very just having that like, oh, these are just numbers out there. Like, it's, yeah, it's just $10 numbers here or there on, on the software system. Yeah, that's nice. these kids and their computer music. These, these, yeah. and Gen X or Z, <laughs> Z whatever they Gen Z's, whatever the X, Y's. I heard I heard the the latest generation is called Generation Alpha, actually, like 20, I think 2013, 2014 and on after that is Generation Alpha. So we're starting like all the way back. Dang. Kind of interesting that my nephew is in that. But okay. um, so that's yeah, there's a fact for the day getting the generational knowledge. Yeah. So that's the cash envelope method. A little bit more strict, but super useful for kind of figuring out where each of your dollars is going. Number two is the 50, 30, 20 rule. So that would be 50% of income going towards your needs, 30% of income towards your wants, 
uh, 20% of your income towards savings. So it's more obviously a percentage-based budgeting method, um, which is kind of nice because everybody um, can allocate however much money, no matter what you're bringing in, you can still break these uh, percents down for your discretionary income. In each category, um, you kind of have to do a little bit more work to see what you want to spend and what, you know, what is a want. It could be very... <laughs> Uh, very variable for person to person for where you want to put that 30%, how you define what a want is. A little bit less, I guess, nitpicky. So if you're a little bit laid back, you can just kind of think, you know, in general, I want to be saving 50% toward what I need, 30 income and 20% towards savings. So kind of useful for that. And then I would say the con is that it's less useful for larger debt amounts and bigger savings goals. Uh, just because, like you said, it's a little bit less um, initial thinking goes into each category. So you might 10, 20 years realize that your savings isn't quite where it should have been this whole time based on those kind of percentages. And you might have to play a little bit of catch up later. Whereas if you had you know, been more aggressive in that saving earlier on, then you might not have had that problem. So yeah, that's why I would definitely have an aversion towards this type of strategy. Mm -hmm. um, would definitely want more, more percentage towards my savings. Right. Overall. Yeah. I think, I think, Higher percentage towards savings gives you a little bit more yeah, freedom in terms of just security. Um, so if you want to switch jobs or if you need to do life events, change, divorce, all these kind of things, if you have a bigger um, kind of fallback with with cash and all that, then I think you're in a little bit better position to negotiate and, and really work at what you're trying to get to. But um, yeah, especially in the jobs, like if you ever find mm -hmm. yourself in a position where like you get a new boss or something and you right. feel like it's a very toxic environment and you can definitely feel the stress of, well, I need to stay here mm -hmm. to make this car payment, this phone payment, this mortgage. Um, if you have that that emergency fund built up, that definitely gives you leverage to start seeking things out. Yeah, I think I think leverage is kind of the name of the game with a lot of these financial things for sure. So, mm -hmm. um, and then the type of software that I thought might be good for this uh, kind of overview would be Mint, um, just because you can kind of have the broader categories of, of where you want to put your money um, with less, yeah, kind of specifics with it. Um, I'll talk about Mint, I guess, a little bit later as well. But that's kind of one software that I thought might be applicable to a 50-30-20 rule for saving. And then the next um, type of budgeting is called a zero-based budgeting system. And this is where you take your income minus expenses and that having to equal zero each month. So you bring in 2000 a month, you have to literally budget every of those dollars, those $2,000, two specific categories of your choosing to get to zero by the end of the month. So it's a little bit more strict of a system. All your money has to be accounted for. This is similar to the you need to budget software and system. I would say this is a little bit more for experienced budgeters who really want to have control of their money. I think it provides the best, the, uh, the best value, but it does uh, kind of require the most work going into it. You have to kind of take more time to set it up maybe a bit bigger of a learning curve, but I feel like there's less surprises and true emergencies when you get really good at this kind of system of money because you have to think about your true expenses and where each of your dollars has to go into the future. So that's kind of the zero-based budgeting system. You need to budget. YNAB is kind of the biggest system I can think of or people that might gravitate towards that kind of system. But again, it does take a lot of work. So got to think about that as well yeah but uh, with most things you know the more work you put in the more you'll get out of it yeah uh, i, I agree. even found with like over this past year using ynab 
um, definitely have gotten a lot of good, good benefit from it mentally, financially, all of that, especially with the less surprises. I always feel like, oh, okay, I have, it's like you have these online envelopes almost because um, you have little categories of where what a true emergency is or what you define as emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely zero base budgeting. Now that we've talked about it, yeah, it's the best one for me. The last broad overview is the reverse budget. Um, that's where you set aside a specific amount um, to build savings or knocking out debt and then do whatever you want with the rest. Um, so it's, I think, best for people new to budgeting or people that have difficulty saving for items. Um, but enjoy the flexibility elsewhere. So basically, it's the anti-budget budget where you set aside basically however much of your income that you want to already put towards saving or already put towards debt. And then you can just be free with, you know, basically that everything else you have is totally yours to spend. So it's almost like there's a kind of a similar system to this called the automatic budget where you have your income automatically go to certain buckets um, to your bank account like automatically deducted and say like 20% automatically goes towards your retirement accounts, 10% automatically goes to your savings and all that. And so then, you know, basically whatever does hit your account, your savings account or your checking account, that's money to spend however you want. So yeah, reverse budgeting, the automatic budget or paying yourself first method, kind of what this is like. So generally if you're, you're pretty good at saving and you don't typically overspend, but yeah, you just want maximal flexibility, then this would be for you. And then the type of software for these people would be one that I found called Tip Yourself, um, which I'll talk about shortly. So any experience with that, Jordan? Reverse yeah. budgeting concept? Yeah. So I kind of, kind of my plan and how I sort of approach financial life is a combination of zero-based budgeting mm-hmm. and reverse budgeting. Mm. So they're not necessarily exclusive yeah. to follow one or the other. Because um, like for me, just as an example, I definitely do the automatic strongly recommend that it's so hard to like trust yourself as far as like every month I'm going to put like a thousand dollars in my emergency fund like Mm -hmm. not gonna happen like you know being realistic with myself like I'm not that type of person so I really adopted the automatic sort of budget where you can do this at any HR so just contact your HR Mm. and and um and be like hey I want 15 percent going into this account and then right. like going into this account, they might want you to actually have a dollar amount. So you'll probably just have to figure out your percentage okay. um, based on based on your your pay stub, right? Like how much you want to do, but uh, definitely the reverse budgeting. Like in the beginning of the month, I have I have a certain amount go to my emergency fund, a certain amount go to savings, and then the rest go to um, just my general uh, bank account, okay, checking account, and then everything in the uh, checking account, I use the zero-based budgeting. Um, okay. To, yeah. Oh, I got you. I got that's cool, actually. Yeah. So that's, that's so what I do. So yeah, I think you could combine or, a couple of these. Actually, that that would work nice. Yeah. I think I think automating as much as you can in your life, just as a general principle, <laughs> is is a good way to go. Automating your bill pays, automatic. That way, you don't get hit with the overdraft fees or like all this nonsense of late fees and all that. Just Set it, set to pay your credit card in full on time, you know, the full statement each month. And yeah. then uh, it's one last thing that you have to actually calculate and think about and less cognitive demand going forward. So, yeah. And like, I don't know if you're like me, I, I, I have it all set up for auto pay, like credit cards. But yeah, even still, once I start seeing it get over a certain number, I'm like, I'm just going to pay it. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't know why I'm like that, but I just want to get it done. And 
I mean, there's some benefits to it because if you do yeah. credit score updated at different points in the month, right, and um, it might go up and down, fluctuate. Um, if it's not too important to you right now, if you're not applying for a loan or anything, then it's it's fine if you just do it once a month. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think based on your credit card utilization rate. So if you're, mm-hmm. yeah, if you have a credit card that has a thousand dollar limit and you up to like seven hundred, then you should probably pay down because you're at seventy percent of your total total debt limit. So I think that would definitely impact credit score at that point. So yeah, I think getting to that point and being like, okay, maybe I should just pay this off if you've got the money. Um, yeah, makes more sense. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So those are the general philosophies with budgeting. Again, that was the cash envelope method, 50, 30, 20 rule, zero based budgeting and the reverse budgeting or automatic budgeting system. And then six of the most popular budgeting softwares that I found as of 2020 is YNAB, Mint, Clarity Money, Good Budget, and Tip Yourself with an honorable mention to personal capital like we talked Mm -hmm. about. So kind of the first one that me, I guess, and Jordan would recommend for a lot of people trying to get real serious into into the weeds here um, is YNAB. So this would be free for 30 days and then free for students for one year. And then I believe $7 a month um, if you pay kind of the annual fee up front. So $80, $84 a year otherwise. Um, super awesome customer service. They're, they're willing to extend often the free 30 days and I had no problem doing it when I was a student. So very responsive company, which is great. Dude, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I can't I can't talk more enough about them. Like I remember as a student, I was like, 12 months for free for this? Yeah. Seriously? So it was great. And yeah, customer service is awesome. I remember um just emailing them, getting back within 24 hours. They've always mm-hmm. been super helpful. Absolutely. And, um, and it just looks good. Yeah, it oh. does that does matter to me too. Like the look of something and you know big aesthetics kind of guy so um look it looks clean there's a a mobile app as well so you can check stuff on the phone when you're out and uh input receipts if you want to do that manually as well so you don't have to just i think like quicken and some stuff that my dad uses is just a um laptop or whatever you know like spreadsheet type spreadsheet yeah type of deal so you don't have that on your phone which is i mean a huge hindrance i think with most of us out traveling and doing our thing so Having both is a big deal for me. Um, YNAB is kind of based on the four rules. So it's it's a budgeting system. And then it's also like a behavior modification kind of financial education company as well. The four rules for YNAB is one, give every dollar a job. Two, embrace true expenses. Three, roll with the punches. And four, aid your money. Um, so one, giving every dollar a job, kind of what we were talking about earlier with the zero-based budgeting. Say you get and you're only supposed to budget the money you actually have once it hits your account. So you get paid twice a month and the first paycheck is for a thousand dollars. You literally, you go through your categories in YNAB and you allocate that thousand dollars into each of the categories you have. And then the next time you get paid, the next pay cycle, that you know thousand dollars comes back into your account. You do the same thing. So you're not forecasting with your money. You're really only spending what you have, which is nice because that gives you clarity of what, how much you have in each category at that time in real time that's the first rule the second one is embrace true expenses this is based on planning for those quote-unquote emergencies in life as best you can so if you know that there's some kind of large expense that's coming up every year say christmas every year you know christmas is going to come <laughs> december 25th so you should probably budget for that you know the year prior so basically you set up a category called christmas and you put let's say you put 50 dollars to it every month and you'll have 600 at the end of the year to spend however you want. So 
you can do that with yeah like i said big kind of expenses like christmas you can do that with car repairs you know at some point your um, transmission is going to give out jordan's got a beat up truck you know that thing's going to be <laughs> be working all the time and so you're going to need to put new suspension on that stuff new tires I can't explain how many times Jordan and me have been working on his car over the past two years. So just budgeting towards that specifically each month, because you know that's going to happen. Um, that's what rule two is about. Yeah, it's huge. I'm at 251,000 miles now. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Running smooth. That, you bought it used though. You didn't You didn't put 250 on it, did you? No, no, no. I bought it at 110 when I was Okay. Dang, dude. I know. The thing is wow. still, still chugging. Yeah. And you know, I bought that for $3,000 when I was 16. Wow. That's a good investment, dude. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like key. And as long as you can teach yourself, that's another thing we'll talk about is like yeah. teaching yourself to like build your skills. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. The amount of money that I've saved over the years by just doing stuff myself and making so many mistakes on my truck, but learning right. them is like, is way more valuable than just constantly dishing out cash to people to do it for you. I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Rule three with YNAB is roll with the punches. So if you have to, this is where it is a little bit more flexible because um, it is a, essentially a cash envelope system. But um, if you do overspend in one category, as long as you can clear it with a different category, um, discretionary spending or something like that, then it's totally fine to do because Jesse Meekham, the founder of YNAB, is kind of like, there's no, no real way to predict everything that's going to happen in life. So having that kind of mindset of, oh, like, this was an unexpected expense. How am I going to cover it? Um, that's totally within the, the YNAB system and the YNAB rules. So um, rolling with the punches, being kind of uh, willing to change up your strategy if you need to, or having money from other categories cover what you need to. Um, also very important. And then lastly is age your money. So trying to spend the money you made last month and the month before that and the month before that. So basically the age of your money is how long it's in your account before you actually spent it. So mm-hmm. over time, once you get better with budgeting, let's say you're using the money you earned, you know, four or five months ago to pay for groceries now, basically because you've been saving up so much and haven't been using necessarily that entire category over time. So there's kind of a whole age of money calculation in the software and lets you know kind of where you're at. Yeah, it really helps you break that like paycheck to paycheck, right? Stuff, which can be so stressful yeah that is huge so it's kind of related around like the i think there's something called the velocity of money in your budget or in the economy and so having a very slow turnover of money is is kind of important for long-term budgeting so the three main takeaways of YNAB is it's only budgeting the money you have there's no forecasting it's nice with the mobile app as well and then really good for behavior modification because it makes you treat even credit cards like debit cards. Um, so there's a very yeah, interesting way that it handles credit cards. Could be initially a little bit confusing, but um, it's basically just having you a lot of money that you already set aside to spend with your credit card. So you're avoiding what's called the credit card float, where you're just kind of putting your expenses month to month on a credit card with money you don't actually have, which at the end can kind of kind of screw you over over the long term. So yeah, why not? Why not makes that real nice. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what's really helped me to really like utilize these travel uh, yeah. on credit cards and all that. Like it's it's so nice because as soon as you spend something, you're like, all right, that's thirty dollars there. Mm-hmm. I have the money to cover it. If not, there's this big signal on YNAB that tells you you need to cover this. Right. To really help you avoid getting in that cycle. Yeah, there's all kinds of modifications with the settings. You can make um, overspending, you know, a 
big red mark on that line so like you you can't look away it's just a total mm -hmm. eyesore basically so you have to it's really good at, that's like i said the behavior modification aspect of it because it, it gives you these different colorations and alerts and things that you should deal with so um oh yeah. and also you can link you can link all your accounts to it so it's automatic you can also do it manual and i know ty and i both do both um even though it links automatically like i just went to shell to get gas yesterday and right after i hit the mobile app and i was like all right the 30 dollars here for mm -hmm. that and it's there it's covered it's just it's so nice and convenient and i know where all my money is right exactly um, in real time yeah so that's in real time thing. And I know for a lot of people, that's like, oh, man, that's a lot of work. I'm going to do mm. all that. So you don't have to because it's just yeah. like you can do either one. You, I, I feel like it is good to do both. But if you want to just be hands off, you could just link the account to your your bank account and then it'll hit your account, you know, maybe two, three days later, whenever it does. Mm -hmm. um, and then it'll update at that point. But I do like knowing kind of uh, um, at the moment, I guess, when when I make a purchase so that you can do both. So that's why not. The second one I was going to talk about very, very popular is Mint. Um, the pros with Mint is that it's free to use, um, and it also it uses ads, I guess, to to be free. Um, so they are kind of trying to use your financial history and all that to then offer you up products that may benefit you, may not. So um, kind of be cautious with that, but it is free to use. Again, like YNAB, it links up to all your bank accounts as long as they're in North America. Mint also allows for credit monitoring and um, gives you a credit report, so a little bit less effort needing to to look at multiple accounts. If you have credit karma or whatever, you can literally do all that on Mint. It's part of the Intuit software system. So that is nice, uh, I think, with Mint. Um, but the cons, to me, outweigh the pros. I'd been using Mint before YNAB for, like I said, an undergrad, maybe two two or so years, two, three years. And I didn't find it really led to any behavior modification. So there is no penalty for overspending in the category. Just kind of you look back at the last month and it's like, oh, you overspent $50 in groceries mm -hmm. and then you're like oh that's nice and then i'm gonna go on to the next month and like you don't you don't really care at all it's like oh um that's nice thanks thanks mint yeah thanks for the heads up <laughs> thanks for the heads up i don't have to adjust anything so um there's no yeah there's no penalty for that um sometimes i had a lot of syncing issues i don't know if you can actually input manually with mint or i just didn't use that feature but as far as mint it was just automatically synced to my bank so if that did breakdown for whatever reason then i would have no idea what was happening because mm -hmm. i couldn't as far as i know i couldn't manually input transactions and then there's no way to delete default categories so mint will give you a whole list of things that may not apply to your situation at all and so you're constantly navigating around those tabs and it's just kind of a, an eye clutter to go through all those categories that may or may not apply to you other cons would be the month-to-month -month rollover is not a default setting like in ynab so you can't see basically into the future of what um, that category might be at in a later time. So those are kind of the, the hits against Mint. But if you really just want to look at a budget and see what you're generally spending as like a financial, almost like, yeah, like a snapshot, uh, almost. a snapshot. Yeah. Financial snapshot of, oh, I generally spend 400 on groceries. Like I generally do this much on whatever on movie tickets a month. Then, okay, that, that's a good place to start because it is free. So that is nice. Number three, Clarity Money. This one, again, is free, but it does use ads. But this is a new one. I haven't personally used Clarity Money, but I'm doing some research on it. It The kind of pros was that it does, again, link to your accounts. You can track expenses. It does have credit monitoring. Um, and the kind of the unique things about Clarity Money is that there's a really good feature for it shows you where each of your subscriptions from your credit card are being charged to. 
Spotify, you know, Netflix, all these things. It'll kind of ask you if you want to cancel through the Clarity app, Clarity Money app. So it's kind of very common, I guess, in 2020 to be having 10, 20 different subscriptions and have no idea um, where all your money is going each month. So having an app that really like focuses on like, oh, are you still getting value out of the subscription? Like click this link and we'll go to cancel it directly um, could be useful for you. So I really like that. Yeah, I feel like that is full of subscriptions, but I know quite a few people with time. Yeah, everything's subscription based now. It's insane. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice that it has that feature. And another cool feature about Clarity Money that I learned is that they can actually help negotiate to lower some of your bills on your behalf. So they make about, let's say your water bill is $100 or something. And then they actually negotiate with GE or whatever, whoever supplies your water. And they make your water bill $50 the next month somehow magically. I don't know. Then they get a third of that money. So they get a third of $50 as like the the way they, they make money off of that. So they actually, yeah, they actually can negotiate certain bills and stuff on your behalf. And then that's pretty interesting. Um, so that's Clarity Money. Again, I haven't used it, but I, I think they have both an Android and OS, iOS mm-hmm. app, as well as a laptop based app as well. The next one, number four is Good Budget. Um, so this one is $6 a month or $50 annually. And you can connect five accounts and have unlimited envelopes if you have a premium account. Good budget is similar to the cash envelope method. And the kind of default settings it gives you are the envelopes of survival, which would be like food, rent, transportation, kids. Optional, which would be like eating out and shopping. Culture, books, movies, shows, etc. And then extra, gifts, repairs, and furniture. So again, based on the cash envelope method that we were talking about earlier, if that was appealing to you, then you can look into good budget. Never used it again. And then the last one was tip yourself that I found. This one was $9.99 a year. And this one automatically sets aside money from your paycheck into a quote unquote tip jar. So you never actually see the money that you would have spent. Um, And kind of nice things about the tip yourself system is that it has a savings challenge built into it where you save a dollar in the first week. $2 $2 in the second week, $3 in the third week, etc., until you eventually save about $1,300 uh, by the end of the year if you partake in that challenge. So it's a little bit better at getting you to not just use the budgeting software, but then try to have a saving goal attached with it, like some other systems don't use. So that's kind of cool about the tip yourself. And this is kind of based on that reverse yeah. slash automatic budget. So if you just want to have real hands off, just show me the money I can actually spend and take off the, the rest that I don't need to know about, then maybe using tip yourself would be good for that. Dude, I really like this one. Like, I think I might even sign up for this one. Yeah. Especially because like a dollar a week and then moving up to like $52 a week, like mm-hmm. getting to three thirteen hundred by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm all about that because then you can, it's like a savings challenge and you're not even yeah. about it. And then, you know, a year is going to fly by. And then by it the- seems achievable for sure. Yeah. yeah. A dollar a week. Come on. Yeah. I mean, we, we got that. We got that. Um, so uh, yeah, tip yourself does seem pretty, pretty cool. 9.99 a year. That's yeah, that's really, really feasible. So uh, might be a good way to start as well. And then the last one I'll talk about real quick is the uh, personal capital, which Jordan mentioned gets an honorable mention because it's not strictly a budgeting software. Um, it's more for tracking your net worth. You can link your IRAs, your 401ks, all kind of investing, probably your mortgage as well. And then it'll give you the, the bigger picture of your net worth. So 
Um, a lot of people like personal capital. That one is also free, which is incredible. Mm. I think I think they offer either like financial advising in the app or something like that or ads potentially. But yeah, that one is free to use as well. So so overall, Ty, what's your main recommendation? Main recommendation. You need a budget. Ding, ding, ding. The, the big winner. I have. Yeah, there's no surprise there. I think um, I got into YNAB in January 2019 um and then just kind of never looked back there's really good um educational videos this guy nick true has a whole youtube channel on explaining the software oh yeah as well as the company itself so i watched um, like maybe 10 of his videos when i yeah why not because it can be it can be a little confusing at first there's definitely right. a curve um but once you get it it's just it's smooth real smooth once you get it yeah you're cruising at that point absolutely and I, I just love YNAB because it combines so many of these other ones. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to pay for it. Right. It's completely worth it. Like, especially like we were talking about, what, what did our bro say up here? Discipline equals freedom. <laughs> Jocka, discipline equals freedom, man. Dude, so like with YNAB, like putting everything there for me to see and like kind of follow by and be disciplined with it. Um, yeah. Stress levels regarding money has dramatically gone down. I agree. I know where it all is and I know where it's going to and I'm not like oh man am I gonna have enough of this or or like <laughs> coming back to my truck I don't know I don't know what happened last year but there was like a lot of stuff happening with my truck okay uh, the transmission was going out my like my air intake was going out so a bunch of stuff happened and it was like big expense after big expense every mm-hmm. three months and and I, I wasn't budgeting too much with it so it was very stressful I was like oh man right. I gotta dish out five six hundred for this whereas now I have like I have an online envelope in YNAP specifically mm. for my truck that I put in yeah. a month and I know I have like money. So, so if say, um, if something came up in my truck, $500, like yeah. not stressful. Cause I'm like, cool. Right. I got that money right there. Let's pay it off. Literally ready to go. Yeah. That just helps so much. You can't, yeah. You cannot put a price on that. I mean, $84 a year, you can put a price on that, but you cannot put a price on that. Like there's no way. Yeah. It's so worth it. It'll save you more than $84. Yeah. And, and you can also look at all your net worth. Like you can link so many accounts. I don't think there's a limit on the, um, yeah, you can link your mortgage. Um, they have two options where it's like your actual budget, like your money that's available. And then you can track some of your, right. that's so like, whether that be, um, student loans, uh, mortgage, mm-hmm. um, anything along those lines. I tracked my car for a while before I sold it. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's all those and it gives you a really good idea as far as your net worth. And for us, we'll, we'll talk about student loans in our next episode. Hey. But um, I don't know. YNAB's, YNAB's wonderful. We got to get an affiliate league for them. We will. Absolutely. Yeah, we will. <laughs> cool. Well, that is everything you need to know about budgeting. Um, sorry if I stumbled over some bits there, but I think that's the general picture of what you need to know. And then uh, episode two in the bag. Oh, yeah. If you guys have any questions, always email us at info at 25physios.com and we will get back to you. That's right. All right. We'll probably post the video on our YouTube link as well at some point. Oh, yeah. If you want to check our pretty faces. But other than that. Just got a haircut, dude. You didn't hey, see- looking good, Jay. Looking good. I cut my shit yesterday, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just buzzed it off. The, the COVID haircut. Yeah. Dude, Tyler, ever, ever since I've known Tyler, he's been giving himself haircuts. I don't think he... <laughs> dollar on hair that's right i do not have a category for haircuts in ynab that's a fact <laughs> uh, self-reliance baby that's what i do 
<laughs> All right, that's episode two. Later, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Two Five Physios podcast, where we bring the fire mindset to the physio lifestyle. Thank you.